Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. All right. Well. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder if anyone's going to show up today or if everyone's out celebrating for Thanksgiving. I know. I'm uh, I'm already celebrating here. I've got uh, my hot spiced mead. So it is my go-to drink uh, as I make apple pie and pecan pie the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And then I also have another bottle but while I'm preparing dinner the next day. So on Thursday. So yes. I feel, I feel, like, Barry, I feel like Barry's rubbing off on you with all this cooking and this baking that's going on over there. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I do not do sourdough bread or any type of bread. I can, I can make pies and, and like I can cook a bird. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I mean, so what are the, you make a good hamburger too. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> make a good hamburger. Uh, all right. Well, one of the things that like I always put on, in fact, it's going to go on here just a little bit as I work on the pies is I play peanuts in the background. And so just in honor of peanuts, I've just, I've selected all of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is peanuts related. Um, and so just a little bit of history for those of you who don't know any, you know, know a whole lot about like peanuts. First of all, this is probably a very U.S. Although what's interesting is this IP is like super popular around the world. There's actually tons of big parks and things in Japan and Korea and well, I guess other places where American culture is really popular. Um, but it's a huge thing for us around the holidays here in the U.S. anyway. And so I always love watching the Great Pumpkin around the Halloween season, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. There's obviously Charlie Brown Christmas and some variants as well around those things. And I like I didn't realize that it was established all the way back in 1950. And so it's coming. They're coming up on their 75 years of happiness campaign, which will kick off in October of next year and then last for 15 months. They're going to be doing a big thing. So they're really working on rolling out their IP, finding uh, you know other attractions and location-based entertainment venues that were going to do things that could be tied to this big 75-year anniversary and uh, should be should be uh, pretty cool. But um, yeah, we'll see lots more peanuts, I think, going forward. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, so speaking of that, uh, Cedar Fair has been the partner with peanuts worldwide since the 1980s. So the Knott's Berry Farm first partnered with Peanuts in 1984, and they're obviously now part of Cedar Fair. And so they're, they have you know, kind of exclusive stuff. And I actually have a couple of pictures. So this is Camp Snoopy for those of you who've never been to Knott's Berry Farm. And they're actually going through big renovation. And the spring, probably summer of next year, they want to get Camp Snoopy live, one, to coincide with 75 years of happiness, but two, the Snoopy's Beagle Scouts, which is you know the little scouts with the with the you know wood wood stocks up there. Um, actually, like one is called Woodstock. I don't know what they actually are. There's some kind of bird, but are they all Woodstocks? I don't think I don't know. Or is just his I main body Woodstock? I only know they're all Woodstocks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so they're all they're all um, you know Beagle Scouts, and that has been around for 50 years. So it actually is really so it coincides with their 50 year anniversary for Beagle Scouts, and then obviously the 75 years, and then in King's 
Island in Ohio, they're actually adding an entirely new Camp Snoopy to their Planet Snoopy section of their park. So there's a whole new thing. There's a couple of different coasters. It's a different angle here. And this is obviously concept work that's being done. This will also open in late 24. So in the fall of 24, they're, they're really pushing hard to get this done. Cool little slingshot coaster here and like another family coaster and then some other adventures and, and you know park plazas and stuff to hang out in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks super cool. We're going to have to go check that out. I just, I love roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know. <laughs> Especially those kind of roller coasters. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice for sharing how much it means to you. That's really cool to know. Um, all right. So, you know what we missed at the show was Sally Darkrise made a big announcement. Um, and it's actually pretty cool. So they are partnering with Circus Circus to create a new animatronic family dark ride. Um, and the theme, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> SpongeBob, Grace Peanuts. Camp. Oh, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, don't throw me off here. All right. Um, sorry. Sorry. Okay. All right. So um, this is super cool. So the whole idea is that SpongeBob's greedy boss, Mr. Krabs, as we all know, um, he he's launching this ride and inviting guests to play his new zany collection of ride through midway style games. Um, in this uh, ride, there's 15 different unique scenes with multiple interactive targets for guests to engage with, um, which include uh, anim- animated like scenes, digital multimedia scenes, um, hidden bonus targets and um, different things that encourage rider repeatability. Now, I couldn't find any information if like you have something in your hand as you're going through on the ride to shoot or if you have balls that you get to throw. Well, it sounds like there's some sort of element involved in this. Now, if I go to my next slide here, I'll show you. Um, they uh, they sh- they publish this picture of what the ride's going to kind of be like. So I believe the lights are supposed to kind of show where the tra- uh, this unit will travel through um, these different scenes within inside of this attraction. So it looks kind of cool. Each is kind of a carnival element, and it looks like you'll engage somehow or another. Maybe some will be watchable, some will be playable um, with the shooting or the ball throwing or whatever that looks like. Now the storyline involves SpongeBob, SpongeBob and his bestie Patrick. Who, of course, as always, make a mess delivering boxes of ingredients to some of these different games. And they do a really comedic job of hiding their mistakes, um, which inspires Mr. Krabs' rival, Plankton, to hatch an evil plan to steal the Krabby Patty secret formula, which is always I believe, what happens. <laughs> um, and we all know this is going to out, right? Um, anyway, Sally Darkride also unveiled this little guy at the show, this animatronic crab. Um, and it, it looks pretty cool here. Like, I almost like, was that like, into this picture where these people are standing, but I believe this is a true picture of it. Um, It looks pretty nifty and neat. And, you know, something like this is pretty awesome. I think it's going to breathe some life back into Circus Circus, which uh, Sirius Slee needs an overhaul right now. So um, definitely attraction to check out um, when it opens up in Vegas. Yeah, this is this is really cool. And if you go back one picture, if you could, um, I, I was like looking at the ride vehicle. So those little yellow guys right there and that kind of like the, the center center right um, yeah. that looks like the ride vehicle. Like I, this is obviously a concept sketch, but like, is this a trackless vehicle? Because if it's trackless, this wow. is a big deal and a big leap in innovation for Sally because, you know, typically these dark rides are on a track and going around and swinging around. They do they do great work. They're great theming, good storyline, always. Uh, but I'm really excited to to find out a little bit more about the ride vehicle. And look, it's in Circus Circus. We're going to be in Vegas at least in March. So definitely excited to go check this thing out while we're there. It doesn't mean we have to go into Circus Circus, unfortunately. But you know, maybe they'll have actually put paint on the outside of their building 
for the first time in 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, remember we reported, mm, I don't know, a few weeks back about how Circus Circus is renovating. They know they need a facelift. And so it seems to be happening. So maybe there'll be some other cool things going on there as well when we hit it up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited to go check this out. Sally's done a great job on this front. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So something again, peanuts related, we will, uh, there's a, um, it's called the rock, the Rockefeller studios. They created a set of mini golf style elements that can be dropped in. Now these are obviously concept sketches here, but they're, they're, you know, unique mini golf using obviously the peanuts IP, but what's different and unique is like, first of all, they're, you know, in this case, you're hitting a ball, but it's going into a little, instead of into a hole, it's going into a hockey net in this case. So each one of these different things is like a different sport. Um, and so you are able to you know, play you know, again. This one is hockey. They also have, uh, this one is baseball. So you actually have a T-ball uh, that you hit off into one of these holes and it does different things. Um, you've got a uh, another hockey mini golf one, a football as well, which obviously has you know, Lucy pulls away the football from Charlie Brown always. Um, but this, uh, I thought this was pretty cool and something that can be dropped into, uh, you know, into an LBE location. They are looking for places to drop, you know, to basically install this design. And so uh, definitely, definitely an option out there for you. So wait a second, this picture, is this, is this actually mini golf? Like you get a ball and a mini golf putter or is it, or do you get a hockey stick and you get to slap shot a puck around the corner? How does this work? So I think in this case, this is actually a, um, it's like a hockey puck. So you could use, I'm sure you could use a mini golf, but it's actually meant to be like a little hockey puck that you're hitting and, and slack, uh, slapping around. So um, I think gameplay could be really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because you get kids that do the same thing with mini golf too. Like they just wind up and they smack the ball and the ball goes flying across the room or across the, the mini golf course. But uh, I think we'd end up seeing some of the same things happening with the puck. Yeah, no, but, but this would be cool if that blue part there is actually like that fake ice and it's like the puck slides along and just kind of hits. Yeah. That would be really cool, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's Snoopy Sports by Rockefeller Studios, partnered with Peanuts Worldwide. Cool. Love it. Um, all right. So, oh my gosh, have you ever heard of the uh, Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester? This, this I thing. I had I've not heard of it. So. <laughs> Wait until half an hour ago when I told until you. half an hour ago I had not heard of it. Yeah. Okay. This place is so nifty. I just I mean this is on my bucket list now for sure. I love that you said nifty too. By the way, and in the Candyland game they're wearing like clothes from the fifties, just like when they said nifty. Oh, nifty fifties. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm rhyming. Yeah, uh-huh. How amazing, isn't it? This is like uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this museum, it's nuts. Okay. Here's just a, the first picture of it, but um, it has 150,000 square feet of interactive exhibits. Some of them are permanent. Some of them aren't. And we're just, I'm just touching on a few of them. Like it's nuts. You have to go to their website and see all the cool stuff that they have. Um, but one that I thought was really interesting is lots of Hasbro stuff. So they have this Hasbro game board place where you can actually go inside and explore the origins of different uh, games like Monopoly and Candyland, which is so much fun. And, you know, you can see all the interactive stuff on the walls here. And it really kind of goes through how the games were developed and who developed them, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's also the outdoor Hasbro game park, okay? And this is 17,000 square feet of outdoor park with physical activities that relates to different kind of game boards. So they have an oversized, uh, Simon Says, you can see they're right at the front. They have a Dungeon and Dragons area and a fun old Trivial Pursuit, which is one of my favorite games at Christmas anyway. 
I love, well, see, that's interesting. That's a little tradition. Like you guys must play Trivial Pursuit at Christmas. That's something mm-hmm. that I've never, never done before. Um, I wonder the Simon thing, if, if it's, if it's group play or if you stand in the middle of it and you have to like jump and, and like tap and go back and forth, that'd be fun to try that out. Yeah. It looks like there's little buttons on top of the pillars there that yeah, you know, totally. probably light up. And so it's probably a one person game unless, I don't know, it's probably fun to bump into each other as you're jumping around too. <laughs> Yes. And remind me, remind me to tell you about Vince Lombardi at some point in time. It's a great story. Um, okay. okay. Um, and also uh, they have the e-game revolution area, which is really, really neat. Um, I think all of us geeky arcade people would be super excited about this, but it takes you through the development of Pong, um, talks about different arcade things like Pac-Man, Battle Royale, Guitar Hero. And in this picture, you can see uh, they've got a whole Space Invaders kind of thing set up there for you to kind of play and enjoy um, also you get to become part of an arcade game here. Now, what, how this works is it's called their E digital world, um, called level up. Um, and in this particular, uh, game, you get an RFID, <laughs> say that right phrase, <laughs> you get to create an avatar, avatar, um, you earn achievements and you get to play this particular game, which is based on the periodic table. And in this game, um, there's different ways that you move and uh, compete and solve different puzzles as you're kind of going through it. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I definitely want to go and try it out. (laughs) Um, And on top of that, just to kind of keep on going along with the whole Peanuts theme, they even have a Peanuts area where you can go and explore the impact of the Peanuts character um, and play around, take some pictures and understand the pop culture behind the whole Peanuts brand. Yeah, this this thing is insane, and I, I think what I like is that it's a museum. So it it, it, it well, I don't know if they would. I mean, I think it's it probably falls in the museum category because of the education that they have alongside the play. But then at the same time, like I think of like the city museum in St. Louis, and there's like nothing that's a museum about that at all. It's just a giant, like a giant multi-story like playhouse basically that they, they call it the city museum. And, and uh, so I'm not really sure what you're learning there other than just like exploration and tactile and touch and like, you know, whatever, if getting lost from your parents, oh. your parents freaking out and then you find finding them again. Um, but feel yeah. like this is a memory you're recalling. <laughs> no, no. We took the kids. We went to we went to St. Louis a couple of years ago for, for summer break and we went to the city museum and it to this day is still like one of my top 10, attractions and i'm i'm including theme parks in that it's one of my top 10 attractions of all time like i think wow. they've they're it's a phenomenal thing so anyway my point is it's uh this is pretty cool that you're learning and also having all the in- interactive play as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah fun place for sure yeah yeah and they've done a good job with pulling in ip like i wonder if they licensed ip from hasbro or if hasbro approached them and said hey we think that this would be a really great opportunity to promote our brand while also educating consumers in a meaningful way i, I wonder if it was more of a collaboration or if it was just like a straight ip play for for uh, these guys that's a really interesting question actually and i just wonder like are our museums um nonprofit? all of them uh, most of i mean i think almost generally speaking they are yeah so I would think it's just, you know, maybe that's just a collaboration that's occurring, but I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. It's really, uh, I, I'd want to, I'd be really interesting to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so another thing that's also nonprofit are typically our botanical gardens, arboretums. And so it does make me wonder if they had to license this. Um, so this is actually the Dallas Arboretum and Botanical Garden uh, this year. And this is, this is the second year they've done it, although not consecutive years. 
Um, they partnered with Peanuts Worldwide, so they did partner with them. So it was like an official thing, but again, was did they pay for licensing rights or anything else, um, or was it just like a you know a thing? So they they decided to go and theme their whole arboretum into the theme of uh, you know around it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and so you know, they took all the different characters from uh, from the from Peanuts. And the storylines, you know, again, like just because it's pumpkin or fall, like it, it, like the, the peanuts really has a has a nostalgia around this time of year for a lot of people. And so they did all these different cool houses and huts themed around. Like this is obviously Charlie Brown, and the hut has themed around Charlie Brown shirt using pumpkins. They've got Schroeder's, um, you know, keyboard here with using the white gourds and you know the white pumpkins, I guess. And um, I always forget this guy's name, Charleston, I want to say, but you've got the big pumpkin and then, you know, in the pumpkin patch and then Linus with his little thing. And then, of course, Snoopy with his red dog house. Uh, so I just I thought it was pretty cool that they went and, you know, a little walk through part of their uh, part of their thing. And so, you know, just thinking about this whole peanuts thing, uh, like they're aggressively looking for. LBE partners. So obviously they've been partnering with Cedar Fair, big theme park area, like the exclusive North American partner for theme parks, but they're looking for all sorts of different little LBE opportunities to get their brand out there, get in front of people. And so I just thought, well, why not provide some actual like useful information? And so if you are interested and you know, you're running an LBE venue and uh, or FEC and you are interested in creating some sort of attraction or creating a new venue, talk to this guy. He's got a nice smirk. So that's good. Uh, Craig Herman, he's the VP of Global Brand Experience. He works for Peanuts Worldwide. And his email address is uh, is craig.herman at peanuts.com. I would love to have a peanuts.com email address, by the way. So I don't know how I get one of those. But uh, craig.herman at peanuts.com is the, is the guy that you want to talk to if you're at all interested in licensing peanuts IP. Well, I love it. I love how you, his, was he, did he come in the shape of a peanut like that? Or did you shape him? Like a peanut <laughs> I did like not, that? I did not shape him like that. He came like in a little peanut shape. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it looks, it looks a little bit more like a circus peanut than a, than an actual peanut, yeah. but you know, he looks circus a little peanuts are too, terrible. you know, so no, just kind of Oh kidding. yeah, no, he, he looks, uh, he, he looks like he's got, he just made a witty remark and he's, you know, he's proud of himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. right on, right on. So, uh, and I love the picture of all those gourds. They're so gorgeous. Like, uh, like the different shapes and the different colors, just amazing. I just, yeah. To be a yeah. farmer and grow those things one day. To be a farmer, to be a farmer. That's what, that's what we should, that's what we should do. Let's just, you know, start a, okay. the LBX collective yeah. agritainment in farming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right on. Well, and, <laughs> um, Hey, um, Macy's parade. Do you want to talk about that at all or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think you're a little bit confused by the Macy's parade. I am because you know what? We don't really have parades here. Like we have the Calgary stampede parade, but it's not like this. Like I was just looking at it a little bit and trying to understand why it's such a big deal. Like looking at some of the pictures, it's insane. Like what an extravaganza, you know, with all the balloons and the performances. But something that struck me as weird is like, I was looking, I'm like, Oh, I wonder who's performing. Like, is it Beyonce? Is it Taylor Swift this year? And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, it's uh, John Bastis. Bell Biv DeVoe, like, where have they been for the past two decades? <laughs> and share. Yeah. Like, 
you know, share like, whoa, I mean, I th- I wasn't even sure Cher could actually perform anymore. Like right on Cher, way to go girl. But it's just so interesting to me. Like, tell me more about this grade. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's another one of those peanuts level elements of nostalgia here, at least for the U.S., where like every, every Thursday morning, you know, Thanksgiving morning, which you turn on you turn on the Macy Day Parade, like the first thing is like, at least for me, it was as like a kid came running out and you turn on the TV and you tuned into, uh, gosh, I don't even know. I think it's NBC. You turned into NBC and, um, you know, which is channel 12 here. And, and you watch the parade and you like sit there and that's what you do all morning yeah. while your mom or dad or whatever are like you know, preparing dinner and then getting like cooking the turkey or smelling the turkey while watching the parade. Like it's all part of this the nostalgia. And I think like in general, um, parades like once you reach a certain age like parades start to lose their allure until you then come back full circle into that nostalgia component again and so uh, and then you want to watch it or at least have it in the background we always put it in the background here we don't like sit around and watch it the way we used to but our kids my kids are older so um yeah but i don't know i don't know what it, it just again it's like that just part of that americana it's part of that uh, that that regular culture mm-hmm. um although i think parades in general are probably losing their their allure have you been to this parade in person? I have not been to the Macy. It's incredibly expensive and difficult, and also have no desire to go to New York at this time of year. Like I'm a de- I'm a desert yeah. rat, so I want I'm wearing shorts right now, and you know, thinking about going and floating in the pool. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what I like to do on Thanksgiving. I wish I could show you my outdoor scene right now, but there is so much snow falling at the ground. Before we started this, the ground there, I could still see kind of the green grass and it all melted the snow from before. Now my grass is covered and it is a blanket of white. It is nuts. It's terrible. That's terrible. But you know what? Also, there's a certain kind of coolness to that as well. No pun intended, about having that type of, uh, that type Uh, of, you know, weather and environments around the holidays. So. That's true. Uh, true. You know, at least it's at least it's cold here in the mornings. We get we get a we have to put on a, a warm jacket in the morning and have some hot tea. But mm-hmm. all right, well, <laughs> yes, well, not in the mornings. But uh, all right, well, all, right. all of you LBXers, we are going to be off for the U.S. holiday for Thanksgiving and then the U.S. holiday of Black Friday. Uh, so we will be back and uh, back, you know, going live on Monday. Uh, so until then, stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving and don't overspend on those credit cards.